Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Happy Friday, everyone. Today is August 22nd, 2014, and welcome to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha. I'm glad that everyone is here and hope that you're having a blissful day so far. If you feel like you're just feeling so good and want to shout it out, you could do that. And call in at 347-426-3751. I'm on Twitter at TDay60, Instagram at TDay60. You can find me on my Facebook fan page, The Bright Side with Technicia. We have a special guest. Of course, all my guests are special. But while we're waiting, I'm going to hit you with the tunes. Do not touch that dial. We'll be right back on Blog Talk Radio.
sides. Ronald likes his freedom. Ain't nothing like a fresh pair of baggies. Now I know that's right. Everybody walk your body. on the air and it has been a talk for some hours now about the executioner who killed the American journalist. This one Frenchman who said he was held captive with the murder of American journalist James Farley for months said today he has a rough idea who his executioner is. Didier Francois said a video of the suspected British um, jihadist 
after paying for members are being chained up in the dark with Mr. Farley and other ISIS um, hostages in Syria. It came as a former M16 chief said the British jihadists will be identified and the SAS will be sent to Syria to bring him to justice. The suspect accused of murdering the reporter has been named as John, one of a gang of British jihadists known as the BTs who are guarding restaurant hostages for ISIS. Um, Mr. Frank Quas, a 53-year-old reporter with radio station Europe One, said, recognizes a very big word, but I see roughly who it is. So we'll be having more information out on that. I will probably post it up on, well, I will definitely post it up on my Facebook fan page when we have more information of who this actually is. Hopefully we'll be able to identify because on the video they have the mask up. This is a trash. This is such tragic incidents. I think that's why I never wanted to do international news. I just want to stay right here. If I'm going to die, I want to stay right here and get shot. I don't want to go across these and get killed. I'd stay in my own home. I'd rather be here than to get attacked by a terrorist. That's why I never want to do international news at all. But anyhow, we're going to get to the fun part of this show because that's what it's all about. We do. I start you off with maybe a little bit of sadness, but I'm going to keep you motivated at the same time. So anyhow, go on left field. Now, we're most of us grew up on all the horror classes. We can remember Jason, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Psycho, um, The Shining, all those good movies that really just made us cringe our teeth and hide up on the covers. But turning and giving it a new spin is this new movie out called The Sledge. It's a horror comedy. It's kind of like poking fun on the horror classes we grew up on, but it's awesome. And here with me to explain it all is Mr. Christian Hansen, who is the writer, director, and the star of Sledge. Do call in at 347-426-3751. The chat box will be opened up for you. First and foremost, I want to say, Christian, thanks for doing this interview with me. I really appreciate this. Oh, I appreciate you having me on, so thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. I think this is an awesome movie. You kind of took a little challenge there to take a spin on making a horror comedy because we're so used to the <laughs> and and hearing all those different types of horror sounds and everything, but you made it a comedy. I like the fact that you sent me the trailer. I appreciate that, and I do like that the character Adam, who's the villain in here, is talking, which we normally don't get. So what made you decide to make him want to talk? Well, you know, I grew up with, you know, as you say, like Michael Myers and Jason uh, and all them, but I grew up loving, uh, you know, Chucky the doll and, and Freddy Krueger because because they talked. You know, they, they had a personality other than, you know, the – I mean, when Jason and Michael Myers did their head, head tilt, you know, and, and their slow movements and stuff like that, it was terrifying, but – you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money to make this movie. We we made it for 800 bucks, and I knew that if I wanted it to be good, it wasn't gonna necessarily going to be scary, so I wanted to throw humor into it because I'm a big advocate for, like, horror comedies like Shaun of the Dead and Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. So that's why I ended up making him talk and I ended up making him more fun. Oh, well, I definitely love that part. You took a chance, like I said, doing that, and that's awesome. It's something different. You gave us something to look forward to because we're you're so used to them horror movies like Jason. You already know what they're saying. We know what they're saying off Jason. We know he's going to make that sound. We know he's going to come and get you. He's not going to ask any questions. He's just going to slice you up. <laughs> but 
But now, most of these horror movies, I too much don't like some of them because the, the action goes so quick. You're like, really? Are you already killing? Can we get like 15 to 20 minutes into the scene before you start killing? I need them to know that they're not going to get killed just yet or just give me a little bit more time before you jump right on in. Because like the new Halloween, I didn't too much, I liked it, but I didn't too much care that you just you just took my Michael Myers and you made him big and he had all this hair on his head. He kind of was doing a little too quick. He was moving too fast in there. I like when Michael Myers, he, he was kind of like, he was like a pimp with it in his movie. He, I'm going to walk slow. Yeah, you keep on running. But I'm, I'm going to catch up with you. You don't even know I'm behind you. But I'm going to find you. But then they made him all big. He just running. I'm like, really? Come on now. Oh, they just yeah. I don't like when they mess with the classes too much. I like them just, just keep them simple. Don't come messing with the classes and changing everything around now. You can't do that to Michael. But now tell us about Sledge, though, Christian, and, and the people involved. Sure. Um Sledge, first off, like you stated, like you said before, it's a it's a horror comedy film based on a, a character by the name of Adam Lynch who believes he's in a movie or a video game. And so throughout the movie, you don't really know if he really is or not, or if he's just kind of crazy. That's why the tagline on the poster is, you know, um, he didn't drown. Like, you know, the tagline pretty much goes, he didn't drown, Jason drowned. He didn't burn because Freddie burned. You know, he's just a psycho with the sledge. Um, because I didn't want to give too much into his back history because again it, it gives the it, it, I think I think the less you know about somebody like in a horror movie it's it's more scary um, like the Friday the 13th remake the one thing I really didn't like about the remake was that they showed Jason going through the tunnels and that's how he got to people so quickly so when I made Sledge there's actually a scene where like you know the people are running away from him and you see Adam Lynch just walking through the forest and he goes you know you go ahead and go that way I'm going to take a shortcut um and it was kind of a nod towards the remake for kind of doing that. Um, because, again, like you said, Michael Myers is slow, but he always shows up. For, uh, for, uh, Jason's slow, but he always shows up. And that was always the most most scary part. Um, so, But the people involved, I co-directed it with my buddy John Sovia II. Um, our, our lead actor was Dustin Bowman. Our lead actress was Stephanie Tupper. And then uh, we had Travis Hansen, Desiree Holmes, and Russ Matos. And, you know, we all came together with just a love for horror movies and wanted to do something fun and unique, and, and luckily we were able to do that. Um, and due to the fact we filmed it up in, in upstate New York where uh, Russ's dad owns a bunch of land, uh, we had our entire set pretty much for free because it was it was the land that his, his dad owned. Okay. Yeah. So, so now we got a little history on just a little slight sneak preview into the sledge. And like you said, we got so used to these horror movies the way they are, but it doesn't hurt to get used to a movie that you don't know nothing about. We don't know nothing about sledge. We, we're getting this a new character coming out. Now, was it a challenge just trying to keep it original, trying to even come up with a character that's original, like Freddy and Jason? Well, I think... The, the the hardest part with that is, you know, no matter what you do, uh, people are going to compare whatever your killer is to somebody else uh, just because of, you know, there are so many great ones out there. That's why when I when I created Adam Lynch, I kind of blended uh, horror icons into him. Like Freddie, I got the personality, the jokes, and the humor between 
Charles Lee Ray from Chucky and, you know, Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the mask is of human, you know, supposed to be of human flesh that was staple, uh, that was that's like sewed together and stapled and uh, so like Leatherface. But we ended up putting initials like my initials, my wedding anniversary, and all that kind of thing, like dates and stuff inside of the mask to make you go, okay, what is you know what exactly was that from? And then the overall outfit look, um, we intentionally I intentionally made it look like uh, kind of like Jason from Friday Part Two and Three with the blue pants and, and that kind of thing. No. So, yeah. Like I said, um, I really do. I thank you for sending that trailer to me. And this is why I want to know: Why did you choose a sledgehammer? Um. Well, the sledgehammer. Funny enough, we, me and my me and my co-director were down in L.A. at a shop called Dapper Cadaver, which is a place that get you know that uh, the show Dexter would buy props from and stuff. So we were walking around one day, just kind of looking around, and I saw this foam-headed sledgehammer that looked real and i i told him i go if we make a horror film um i'm going to write it about a sledgehammer and so when i we ended up when i ended up sitting down and writing sledge i automatically thought of the weapon of choice for the killer would be the sledgehammer and it it was all just by luck like literally just going that day and seeing it uh it was the last one they had and seeing it and uh ended up writing it uh probably two two three weeks later Probably was a better take anyway because now it's getting so old with the knife. We have seen Chucky use the knife. Michael Myers, we know that uh, machete for Jason, but it's still on the same style as a knife. So nice take on that because we, we do need something new. I mean, I ain't going to give up on the classes, but most of all the classes that we have seen, I think even Psycho or Knife, you know, it's always a nice playing a part in it except maybe the Chuck Chainsaw Master. Well, well, he just used the change, so, but, you know, I'm glad to see a different type of weapon. And I was watching, I was looking at Texas Chainsaw. A lot of people always thought that movie was just based off true, actual true story, but it's, it's totally different. It said it was inspired by true events. It came from a man in 1957 who actually did those things, um, chopping up people body parts and half furniture made up human skin, but it was never actually two stories. Sorry, people. And the event didn't happen in Texas. It happened in Wisconsin. So, you know, just a little info for all the people out there who really thought it was actually two stories. Now, yeah, yeah, it's based off of Ed Gein. Right. It was. It, it was. It's a great It's a great movie. Uh, are you planning on doing the same thing like the rest of the movie actors, making a sequel? Oh uh, yeah, we actually wrote the sequel, and it's more it's it's more in tune with having more fun with the horror genre. Um, again, I I grew up watching horror movies, and I and I love them. Uh, and Sledge, at, again, at, we, we want to play more into the fact that you know Adam thinks he's in a movie or a video game for the sequel. So it's already written, um, and we were originally going to film it probably this week. We uh, due to my my job, uh, we ended up pushing it up a year. So <clears throat> Sledge. We'll come out in October on DVD, and then we plan on going to film the sequel next August. Okay, awesome. Now, have you always been a fan of horror movies? Oh, yeah. Um, since the age of five, my mom uh, showed me Child's Play when I was five years old. Um, and I and I, I tell the story, I still remember the nightmare I had at five, waking up, seeing um, the Chucky dolls all around me. And then I remember seeing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street when I was six. And... 
my dad took me to go to uh, KB Toys because I was going to get my consoles out. And he told me to pick any toy that was under $30. Well, they had a Talking Freddy Krueger doll for $29.99, and that ended up being the thing I chose. And my dad, I guess, <laughs> he wasn't too happy that I knew who Freddy Krueger was and that I wanted that doll. So, yeah, I've been a fan of horror since... Originally, my brother Ronnie has told me that I've been watching horror movies since the day my mom brought me from the hospital, sitting me up on the couch while she watched horror movies. So, been in my blood for 30 years now. I would say I probably was in elementary when I first started watching Freddy Krueger movies. And I used to always get psyched out because, you know, they always said Freddy Krueger was going to get you in your sleep, don't go to sleep. And every time I would go to sleep, it wasn't that I was scared to go to sleep. It was just that I said, I'm always missing the stop. <laughs> and I used to I used to relate that to Freddy Krueger because my mind was like, Freddy Krueger on took my socks. Every time I go to bed, my socks are off. And I didn't understand that. I think I was just doing it myself, but just watching that and trying to associate it with my thoughts, I'm like, Freddy Krueger is still my thoughts. Why is he still my thoughts? So I would be scared to go sleep with thoughts on because I would just finish watching that movie, but my mother wasn't the kind to stop me from watching. I even, my girls, they watch horror movies too, and they love them. So I don't try to blend them away, show them away from watching them. Hey, if you want to watch them, go ahead, but I'm going to let you know this is a horror movie, and if you are scared, you better keep your nightlight on, because that's the only that's the only alpha I do have for you. Now, have you um, did you always intend to make a horror movie yourself? Has this been a tension ongoing thing, or you just came up? Pop, let me do this. Um, not really. I again, I've always been a huge fan of movies and stuff like that. And um, when I moved out to California for the military back in two thousand and eight, um, I started off doing. Uh, movie reviews with a puppet I created called Ashley, uh, and he's actually the, the horror host in Sledge for the move, uh, for the beginning of Sledge. Um, I met my co-director, John, on Twitter, and he ended up helping me with the Ashley videos, and it just kind of snowballed from there where uh, we ended up writing, uh, he ended up having me write a script, and uh, we ended up filming it, and like they always say, you know, the rest is history. I mean, pretty much, I, I've since I was a kid, I always wanted to do something or make movies. Um, I just didn't know how to go about it because I was I grew up in Gilbert, Arizona, so I didn't uh, I've been to California one time in my life. Uh, by the time I was you know 21 years old, and that was when I was five, so I didn't know how to get into the business or anything like that. And it was just pretty much uh, I call it you know God had a path for me and took me right to the path of meeting John and writing, and all of a sudden you know we have a movie out that you know. It's really funny and really cool that uh, the day the video on demand launches on September 2nd, that'll be the two-year anniversary of us finalizing uh, Sledge because that was the last day we filmed was September 2nd back in 2012. Awesome. You know, I think it's just so exciting, though. You get this opportunity to actually be in a horror film, and it, it sounds like it's so much fun, and like we said, as you did, I basically just grew up watching horror films, and I loved them. I, I even loved the teen slasher ones that no one really uh, focused on anymore. But I always wanted to be in a horror film just to see what it's like to run from this person all day. I, I think I would probably be scared, scared out of my mind just to know that this, even though I know it's not real, but just that effect. Oh, my God, they asked me. Um, but now... 
tell us about the concept of, of Adam living in a movie and video game world, because I think that's what you said he's in. Yeah, he he was a construction worker. Again, you know, I was thinking of with the sledgehammer, what job would he do? And, of course, I thought of construction. Um, and then, you know, we're in an age right now where comic book movies and all that kind of thing is so big. Um, I was like, why can't somebody just kind of snap one day and all of a sudden kind of think that they're actually living in a comic book movie or a video game world or something like that? Because, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of unneeded violence going on around, you know, with teenagers and stuff like that, that I could actually see somebody, you know, having a, a mental issue and thinking that they're in a video game. I mean, there's been cases before where people have supposedly planned on, you know, going to schools and shooting them up because in their head they're thinking it's just uh, it's just a video game. Um, and I wanted to go with that with Adam Lynch because, you know, why not? Why not take that kind of uh, direction with, with the character because, you know, again, we have Freddy who, who haunts people's nightmares. We have Jason who, you know, who haunts a campsite. And that's the other thing I want to make fun of, too, is constantly go to, camp, go to a campsite when they know that everybody's going there and they constantly die. And Adam wants Why? to make fun of that, too. Like, that's the thing is Adam's sitting there at his campsite, you know, near, and he goes, why are people keep coming here? People keep dying here. You know, that's so in his head. He's like, I have to be in a movie because people are not this dumb to constantly come back here time after time just for me to kill them. Um, so that was the other aspect we wanted to take, we wanted to look into was, you know, in horror movies, why do they keep coming back here? You know, and, and I wanted, and that's the thing is Adam, you know, vocalizes that he goes why are they constantly here like we just people were just murdered why would anybody come back um so to make it a video game slash movie world you know we had to make fun of and poke fun of uh all the other horror movies for countless stuff that they do that you know because i mean i've watched tons of halloween movies and, and friday the 13th movies and i looked at my friends and go why do they always come back here why why would you come here you know, when you know people are constantly murdered. Right. And then what always gets me, you hear a noise, and all of a sudden you want to go out there and start investigating on it. I'm not going to investigate on anything. I'm not, even if it was in real life. If I don't see it, I'm not. I'm going to call the police, or I'm just going to say to it. I'm not going to go out there and do that. And then here, here it comes, here it comes. Here comes the ch or, or Michael Myers, I forgot. You know, you know, you know, it's like, oh, come on now. And it, we always got to fall. We always got to fall. I don't be understand. Why we got to make them fall? Because in real life, I'm not going to fall. I'm not. I'm going to keep running. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to take them heels off. Because they usually always have on heels, um, Christian, sometimes in the movie. I'm going to take them heels off, and I'm going to go. So I think that always used to be the tea part of But the fun part was just knowing that you got caught. Now, and now you're about to die, or you just, and, and another one, they sit down and start screaming. Okay, he's right down in front of you, but you're still screaming. So you're not going to Yeah, run. exactly. You're just going to keep, you just going to keep screaming? Because I don't know if anybody would keep screaming in real life. I'm going to, oh, let me scream. Oh, go ahead, kill me. Don't stick me five or six times. Right, so that that used to always be a bother to me, too. And you know, you know how we holler at the screen, Christian. Run! But I can't hear you. Just run, fool, run. <laughs> I think it just I think it's a turn on though, just to see it. You know it's gonna happen, but it's just it's just fun to see it. 
but once in a while I like to know I like to know nothing. I don't want to know that you're going to get ready to kill them. I like those kind because I used to um, take film up in class and we used to talk about that, whether you know this is going to happen in the film. So I don't want to know. Um, did you, now, is it easier to make a movie now than you would say probably 20 years ago? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just cheaper. I mean, now you can, you know, we, we, we filmed on a Sony FS100, which is, uh, you know, it's a digital camera. Uh, you know, back in the day, you know, we, we spent $800 to make this movie. If we would have made it back in the day, it would have been so much more because you had to buy the film and the camera and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I don't think if, you know, this was 20 years ago, I would have been able to necessarily do it because we, I don't think we could afford it. Right. And especially with all the technology that we have out now, it's much easier to put a film up on websites or anything that you want to do. Because now people are doing web series. So, yeah, we'll have to agree. I don't know if the professors who are teaching film will probably agree. Because they, they'd like you to say in, in the older times that it is what it is, and I hope they can go along with that process. Now, now did you have much of a budget? No, it was our budget was eight hundred dollars total for on screen. Um, yeah, we ended up making our own blood on uh, Russ's uh, stove, and I sent fifty bucks of latex buddy Matt to make the mask for us. So, and then I bought the clothes, were, which were like forty bucks. Um, the gloves are dollar store gloves. Adam's Lynch's teeth are from Party City. And I, I wear a, a blackout contact and a redout contact lens, and those were down. I bought those down in, in Hollywood. Other than that, you know, the money was spent to make blood, uh, to buy some of the, the props that we needed, to buy the sledge, and then uh, for food and stuff on set. Okay. So it told you basically it was difficult just – was it much difficult just trying to get the movie out on set? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> pretty much, like I said, you know, if this would have been 20 years ago, there's no way we could have made it for $800. There's just, it, it just would not have been possible. Right. Well, I'm glad times have changed it, but I'm glad that you're on, you're on a good starting point. You got the movie out. I know it was hard work because nothing's easy, but the main thing, when you overcome it, it feels real good. But now we got to keep continuing on now. So what did you discover then? Did you have to hold auditions or were they some of your best friends? Well, we did auditions, and Stephanie Tupper, who played Sarah, was really the one that came and auditioned, you know, and we we picked her right away. Um, but being in a small town, a lot of people didn't want to do the movie. Like, Potsdam, New York has a big university, but it was uh, when we were filming, it was the first week of their school, and they didn't want to be a part of it. So we ended up, uh, so the, the characters that play Michelle, Nash, and Sean are actually uh, friends of my co-director. And then Dustin, the guy that plays the lead actor, uh, Alex, he actually found out about the audition from the Potsdam newspaper and showed up the night prior uh, to talk to John, and then the next day we weren't even sure if he was going to be there, but he showed up, and we always joked that he was like our, our angel because he literally showed up and he played the character perfectly, and 
uh, without him, you know, Sledge definitely would not be where it is to, to what it is today because he just nailed the character of, you know, Alex being the typical jerk, uh, funny guy in the movie. All right. Okay. Um, well, what we're going to do, we're going to end up taking a short commercial break. We're going to come back with Mr. Christian Hansen, who is the right director and the star of the Sledge, and we'll be talking more about the character that he plays in the video itself and giving you more details on when it's coming out. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. Getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. Is just a click away. There's no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travel. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. I kind of like an elephant is on my chest. I feel like I'm choking. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. You know how to react to their asthma attacks. Here's how to prevent them. Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. From Psycho, we all remember that little scene there, especially in the shower when he put on his mom's clothes and started doing the stabbing. That was my favorite little part. Norman Bates, and now they're doing a now I think uh, like probably good two months ago they were doing a series of Norman Bates. Which, uh, again, I don't like when they mess with the classics as much. It kind of disappoints me because I classics is classic. You just can't go and mellow with them so much, but. We are on the air with Christian Hansen, um, who is, like I said, is the writer, director, and the star of The Sledge, which is more of a twist on our classics. It's a horror comedy, and it will be coming out very soon to you, and we'll be giving you that information. Now, will the audience, Christian, expect to see comedy throughout the whole movie? Yeah, from from pretty much the beginning when Ashley pops up to introduce the, the movie, you'll see that... Uh, we intentionally made it funny, and we hope that people, you know, when they actually watch it, will enjoy it uh, and enjoy the humorous part and the and the scary part. So I think it has a, a mixture of both for those uh, because people that don't normally watch horror movies, uh, they came to my screen, uh, my premiere screening I had last June, and they loved it. And they said it was hilarious, but at the same time, it was it, it was scary, but it had a nice blend of the two, so it wasn't too scary for them. All right. Now, because um, I like the fact that you have him actually making jokes. He's joking before he kills the person, then he jokes after he kills the person. So that that's a new take on that one. 
Adam to be a little bit different. And um, I'm big on improv and being able to joke around. So um, I wrote lines for myself, but I also allowed, you know, whatever came into my head during the scene I also said. So there's quite a bit in it that I didn't end up writing that I ended up saying that made a lot of people laugh. And Dustin, the guy that plays Alex, did the same thing. So we played off each other really well to make it look and come off really funny. Now, did you always intend to play the bad guy yourself? Um, yeah, when I wrote it, I told my co-director, John, that, hey, you know, I don't trust anybody else to sledgehammer. You know, I'm afraid somebody will get hurt, blah, blah, blah. In reality, I just wanted to play the character. I know that's right. Now, where did you find the killer's mask and clothes? Because in one way, when I looked at him, Christian, I said, oh, it looked adorable. Not, not trying to shut it down. It looked adorable how the mask was, and I was like, I don't know now. I kind of have a different change of heart, but... But anyhow, where did the mask and clothes come from? Uh, the mask, I, after I finished writing the script, I, I sent a text message to my buddy Monster Matt Patterson, who does masks and writes like ho- uh, funny horror stories and stuff like that, and said, this is what I wrote. This is my idea for the mask. Do you, would you be able to do it? And um, he jumped on it. I just had to pay for the, late, the liquid latex for him to make it, and that's where the mask came from. The clothes came from a mall in the store. And the gloves were from a from a from the ninety nine cent dollar dollar tree up in Potsdam before we started filming. Oh, and I'm glad he said it because I thought I was the only one who probably out of my friends shopped at Dollar Tree. You know, everybody try to act like they don't know nothing about Dollar Tree, but that's the way exactly. I got all my girls' school supplies from right there, a big box of crayons for a dollar. Might not have all the prettiest colors ever in the box, but I say it's a dollar. Like no book pay for everything. You can go right down exactly. to the and make for a dollar. My family, $7 is okay, but I like Dollar Tree because everything is actually a dollar. Um, now, when the film, now the film has been released on VOD first, before DVD. Is VOD the way of the future, you think? I, I think so. I, uh, I've seen that happen a lot more where movies will get released on video on demand. Um mm-hmm. You know, and maybe even uh, bypass the theater. Or uh, there's there's a recent horror comedies that are coming out that I see that give VOD, but also uh, like a limited theatrical. And it's just it's comfortable to be able to stay at your home and watch it on on the big screen instead of going to uh, the local theater and paying thirteen fourteen dollars for each ticket plus you know four and six dollars for a large drink. Um, right. So yeah. I think the comfort of being at your own home and saving money is the way that people will start going towards. Yeah, I do agree, because they do. They charge an arm and leg just for your children to go in, because my, my girls are eight, so I'm paying, like, at least $8 for them, and I I think I paid 10 or $12 for myself to go to AMC theaters, and then by the time you get in there, of course, you're going to want probably a little snack, so that's extra, and it's just ridiculous. Like you said, because now they're giving you the option. Well, they got the option now where as soon as the, when the movie comes out, it's on video on demand on your TV. So that's very awesome before I even hit DVD. So I do love that option. You could pay like five, five or six little dollars to watch a free movie at home instead of going out to the movie theater and have a broke pocket. So, yeah, I do love that. Have you shown the movie, have you shown the film at any film festival? Yeah, it got into... Um Twisted Tales Film Festivals, Indie Fest, and Action on Film. Uh, 
and we won an award for merit at the uh, Indie Fest. Uh, we were nominated for Best Horror Film at the Action on Film Fest. So those were the three that we got into when we were able to show Sledge. Awesome. And I cannot wait um, for it to just blow up and go big, because right now it's all over the Internet talking about the Sledge. This has been a number one movie that is really being talked about, so I hope everyone gets the opportunity to really check it out. It, it should be on your shelf. By the time Halloween comes, that should be your number one movie. So which role did you really enjoy doing, writing the screenplay or playing the villain? Uh, the villain was fun. I mean, I loved playing Adam Lynch because in his head he's not the villain, he's the hero. Uh, because, I mean, how many times do you watch a horror movie and you you actually find yourself rooting for Michael Myers or Jason because the, the characters, the other characters are just so terrible and stupid that you're like, oh, I just killed them already. Um, Why? So getting to play the Adam Lynch character in The Slasher was just so much fun, and, and uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it, and, and I look forward to, to doing it again. No, I hope, I know you do. Because I know it got to be totally different, man. Just putting that mask on and know that you are a different, know that you are a different person. Do you feel like that sometimes you are Adam when you're not on when you're not in um, costume? Well, I wrote the character based off of myself, so yeah. I mean, the the humor <laughs> and the jokes and the personality and stuff—that's me. Um, the only thing I don't do is go around and you know bash people <laughs> with the. With the with the sledgehammer, so yeah, the the character is definitely me. Uh, the humor, the smartassness, everything like that. Right. Well, that's a good thing because we don't want that to happen. Be like, dang, why they don't never invite me to the parties anymore? I don't, I don't yeah, understand. Exactly. We are. He is not allowed. Everybody, just turn off your light when he comes to the door. So, what movies or directors really inspired this movie? Uh, Director-wise, uh, Kevin Smith was a big one. He he directed the film Clerks and you know Mallrats and all that stuff. I I grew up watching his his comedy uh, films, and that's where you know he helped shape my humor. And then when it comes to, like horror directors, uh, of course you know it's Wes Craven, John Landis from American Wolf in London, uh, Steven Spielberg, John Carpenter, and so many more. Just because you know Clive Barker, I I I love the Pinhead and the Hellraiser series and. Um, he's a, he, he's another one that when when Pinhead talks, you know, he's not funny. He's terrifying, and just the way that he talks and the elegance he talks. Um, so definitely those guys. I mean, you can't if you're a director and you're a horror director, you can't say that those guys and and you know help create your your style or or the way you think about horror films because you grew up loving their movies. Right, and I don't have I don't think I have any horror movie on DVD, but I usually try to watch the sci-fi channel, but when Halloween comes, boy, I'd be glued. So I'd really be, I really want to request off for work when it's that time of the year. Because I do, I love my horror movies, and I know some, most of my friends don't agree. You know, I don't believe in all the witchcraft, but I just love the, the spookiness of it. And that's just me. I, I love my spookiness movies, and that's what I do. I watch them all the time. I love them. So what are your plans for Sledge? Is this a new franchise? Can we now I know you said we're expecting Sledge too. You know, I'd love to continue to make them because they're fun. Um like 
the 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 second movie is called Sledged. Again, you know, we we were thinking about calling it Sledged Two, but we're like, okay, we have to kind of mock horror movies some more, so we're like, oh, we'll just call it Sledged. We'll add a D at the end, and then if we make a third one, we'll call it Sledged Da, uh, you know, with, uh, with two Ds at the end. Um, but the Adam Lynch character is a lot of fun. I'm planning on doing some, hopefully, doing some Halloween shorts or something like that uh, to release as you know. Just, just some fun stuff for people to watch and enjoy. Because again, when I, you know, the, I love the character and the overall uh, premise of what we created as a, as a whole as a team, and I'd love to see it continue going. Me too, and I hope people do enjoy it. You know, everybody's not always used to something new, but I hope they do give it a chance and really see that this is a new take. Our generation is changing; everything is going to be changing, and we see that now. With the video on demand, the way you stepped up and you just put a horror comedy in place. And a lot of these movies are doing it now. It's been out. With the zombie movies, like you said, The Shaun of the Dead. That was fun. we so used to the zombies just coming to eat you, but no one's never making a joke about it. So everybody's mostly putting a lot of jokes into these horror movies um, now. So I think I like that. What is your favorite part about watching the film, though? Um... To be honest, my favorite part about watching uh, the horror movies is actually going to like a, a you know opening weekend uh, as a theater where it's full and watching people's reactions. That's always been my most fun and favorite memory. Um, the main another reason I wrote Sledge is because I I, I used to have uh, movie nights back in high school where I'd have all my friends at my mom's house and we'd sit and watch the movies with our with our friends and I'd watch the girls scream and jump and freak out and to me that's that's what movie making's about is the reactions you get from people, whether they're good or bad, because I've gotten a lot of great reviews and I have a couple bad reviews where people hated it. But, you know, that's, that's the thing is, is I love seeing people's reactions to movies in general. Um, Cause I think the more, <laughs> when people hate a movie, they're more passionate about why they hate it than some people that love the movie. Right. But as long as you given me, criticism that will probably help me don't just criticize the movie all the way down and you don't know why you don't like it because I need to know why what's really wrong with it of course might not take heat on to it because it is what it is everybody's going to either like it or they're not going to like it but you know each to their own that's, that's how it is out here in this business you make even if you make a song are they going to like it or are they not going to like it so I, I think that's the whole climax of it all you're going to get some on one side, some, and eh, no. But, eh, today on, like I said. Now, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Well, my all-time favorite horror film and movie in general is uh, is an American horror from London because of Rick Baker's special effects. Like, it just blows my mind that the best transformation werewolf sequence happened back in 1980. You know, 34 years ago, and we still don't have another great one. Um, the other one would definitely have to be Jaws. Uh, and a lot of people say, oh, it's not really considered a horror movie. Uh, it's a horror film to me because it made me terrified to go into the beach and the ocean. And, um, like, those are my top two favorite films of all time. Like, if I'm bored, I can watch those at any point. And then, of course, uh, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead are, are another two of my, of my all-time favorites that I love to watch. Right, and that's all you need, especially, like I said, for Halloween. You got the costume ready. You know the pumpkins are carved. 
on all you need to say good movie. And I would have to say my all-time favorite was Carrie. I love Carrie. I, it, I think that was a great one. Um, also, The Poltergeist. I, I love that one. Look into the light, little kid. Caroline, oh, I love it. I do. I love it. Poltergeist is a, them, these are classes, man, that Ben um, Christian are talking about. Um, and I know some people probably don't remember. I think it was um, Henry's Portrait of a Serial Killer. That came out in 1986. I know I'm 1983, baby. But movies I have caught up with, um, Near Dark, um, 28 Days Later. Uh, Linda Blair, we can't even forget that was The Exorcist. Oh, man, these are, these are classes that go on and on all day, but... We're not going to blog you over um, all these classes, so we know you probably got some out there, too. So, in the movie, Christian, what actually made the blood? Sorry, what was that? The question was, um, what made the blood? Uh, not trying to go the- all the way to it and then spoil it for everybody. I just want to know what what. What was the take on trying to get the actual blood to make it look so real? Oh, um, well, pretty much, you know, to make it look real, <laughs> uh, Russ did some research online to find out, you know, how to make the blood. And it was, you know, red, red uh, food dye, corn syrup, cocoa powder. Um, and then the day that we ran out of cocoa powder, we, we added uh, soy sauce instead and um, I just did another interview recently, and, I, and I'll always apologize to uh, Stephanie Tupper because she's the one that had to uh, you put the soy sauce uh, blood into her mouth and spit it out, and she and it was warm and it was gross, and so that was that was the thing is like re, you know like I said, research is the biggest thing to try to make things look as realistic as possible if you don't have money, and, and being creative with what you, with what you have. Well, see, that's the only thing. So you know how to do it especially when you don't have it. And I think that's a different take on somebody who does have it because you're so used to When you have it, you're used to You know that you're going to get it done. But when you have to actually struggle and make it do what it do, then to me that comes out better because you had to come from the bottom. And that's how I feel. When you come from the bottom and have to make it up to the top, you are not going to do nothing but try to succeed, unlike a person who already have everything, a silver spoon, who already has money. So, you know, that's why I say kudos to you and your film. I really do. And I'm just hoping for more um, from you and, and everybody else who played in the film with you. So how did you enjoy playing Adam Lynch? Oh, it was great. You know, he was fun to play. And uh, like I said, he's a part of me. So uh, overall, I got to enjoy just being myself on camera besides wearing a big mask and fake teeth. Well, um, when can we all expect to see this movie? Uh, the movie, uh, you'll be able to finally see it after two years. Uh, video on demand, September second. Uh, luckily on DVD, uh, coming October seventh. Uh, you can buy it off of, uh, you know, Amazon or uh, the website is sledgemovie dot com, and we'll actually sign it um, and send it to you guys. Okay. Now, before we go, tell us how we can contact you. Sure. Uh, if you guys want to contact me, uh, we have the Facebook page. It's it's uh, Sledge Movie on Facebook. Uh, we also have Twitter, which is at Sledge Movie, or me personally is uh, 
at Christian J. Hansen. Um, I already told you about the SledgeMovie.com page where you can get uh, the Blue Blu-ray DVD. Um, and then we also have uh, another our professional uh, CH Productions website, which is chpfilms.com, where we also have uh, a trailer for our next movie that we helped produce, and I acted again as the as another villain, go figure, uh, called PB. But that one's not work appropriate, so do not watch it at work. Just telling you. Well, I think we are all ready to continue this sub of horror films, and we welcome the Sledge to the list, baby. Um, so I thank you again, Christian, for being a real sport and letting me interview you. I'm hoping for so many blessings for you and your future endeavors, and congratulations to you and your crew for making a wonderful movie that I think is wonderful, and, I, and I'm hoping for the best from all of you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. You're so welcome, Christian. You have a blessing. You too. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, that was Christian Hansen, the writer, director, and star of Flesh. Please make sure that you go out and get it. It will premiere in the U.S. on VOD September the 2nd and DVD on October the 7th. So please make it your job to go out and get that and add it to your collection for October the 31st. You know it's coming up very soon. Well, anyhow, before I actually get off, I want to talk about this woman who who is taking on this Barbie lifestyle all of a sudden. I mean, I think it's beyond the uncanny valley. Um, now, we have seen people go through so many extreme measures to look like human dogs before, but Blundie Bennett of California takes it to the next level. She doesn't simply want to look like a dog. She wants to feel like one on the inside. This woman makes face Barbie and all other dolly-looking wannabes who make their round on the Internet look like completely well-adjusted people who aren't particularly obsessed with mutilating a toy. She has not only spent money on all this plastic surgery to clothes and spray pants to look like her, but she's stepping it up and going to weekly hypnotherapy sessions in the hopes of making her more vacant for foods like a humanoid plastic toy and not conscious and thinking like a real human person. So what is everyone's thoughts on this? Is this a joke? Some people, do you think it's okay for her to do this? Or do you think that she just needs to stop and think about what she's doing? But what is it that's troubling her that makes her want to stop thinking, that makes her want to be a dog, that a dog can't speak? Why Barbie in particular, not just a generic dog? So these are questions that we actually want to know. And she said, she also said that she has the best life. All she does is shop and make herself look pretty. She doesn't worry about anything, which is probably a good thing, but I don't, I don't want to have to worry about nothing at all, but I don't want to go and get myself fixed up like an actual Barbie doll. If I could just have the scenario where I don't have to worry about anything, that would be all right. And, of course, we know Barbie doesn't um, have to worry about too much. But, well, one thing, though, she got to worry about getting chewed on and melted and, and maybe forced into a weird toy orgy or something like that or get her head pulled off. So to actually be a doll, I don't want that. Well, I don't know. It, we'll talk more about this probably on my next show or put on Facebook. But these are the things that I would like to know from you. Do you think that taking it to the next level for her is indeed 
a step a woman should do or you think she should have eh, backed up. I don't know if I want to go around looking like a dog, spending all my money on that just to be looking like a plastic. That's, that's not who I want to do. But we'll see. Um, like I said, great news. It was a miraculous day for the Ebola patients. I'm glad that they made it through. So many who had to lose others to this. But you know what confused me? I thought they didn't have a cure for this. Well, apparently they do. So I'm kind of confused. So they have a cure or they don't because that's what they report that they didn't have a cure. So you know me, I'm going to end up doing my research anyway on that part. But before I leave you, I do want to give you the truth of the day from my friend and who is also my guest, Mary Ellen, because I know many of you probably say, who is Mary Ellen? She was one of my guests where we were talking about her having multiple sclerosis and how she made it through, how she still has it, but she overcomes that by still working out, eating healthy. So I think my truth of the day from her will be, first and foremost, I do want to say, you continue to reach for the dreams that God has placed within you. Never, ever give up, people. Don't ever give up. But for the day will be that this wonderful Friday, it's going to be a natural and wonderful way to live in a moment to give yourself permission to play. A feeling of playfulness can spark your desire to stay now and savor every moment. Your childlike sense of wonder will wake up when you take time to bring a sense of wonder to your day. Make time for joy and fun. You could do this with your kids or grandkids, or you could just allow yourself time to play. Do some very nice shifts of childish joy, such as swinging on swings in a park or building a sand castle at the beach, whatever. You can even do something as simple as buying some bubble stuff and blowing bubbles outside, ride a bike or buy a hula hoop. Today, connect with something that brings you joy and give yourself to play. Enjoy today and have tons of fun this weekend playing, everyone. As I always say, enjoy your day. You can, if you didn't catch it, you can find me at Twitter at tday60. I'm on Instagram at tday60. I'm on Facebook at the Bright Side with Technicia. Find me anywhere possibly, but I will see you tomorrow. You have a blessed day. Thank you for tuning in to the Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.